Welcome everybody to, uh, to the Common Man's, the host, uh, the Poetic Truth 89, co-host. This is your boy Abe, the traveling African. <laughs> All right. And we have our first, well, not first, but I don't know which guest number you are, but special guest for um, our, um, Concept of Justice Part 2 episode. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah. Uh, hey, my name's Will. Uh, I don't have a bunch of uh, or any social media accounts, so uh, probably hard to track me. But yeah, just uh, wanted to take a chance to jump on and talk to you guys. Really enjoy the podcast and wanted to yeah revisit the episode on the concept of justice. Um, some stuff that uh, really made me think and maybe want to talk to y'all. All right, bro. So uh, yeah, go ahead and speak your mind, and um, you know we're very happy that you. Uh, want to join us on this so yeah i think like you know we talked about it before we started recording it's really cool to have this opportunity where you know like say common men like just regular guys can get together and talk to each other because i don't know about y'all but when i'm watching the news or listening to podcasts even it seems like i don't know the opinions of normal people get uh I don't know, washed out or interpreted wrong. And I really think that it's it's like refreshing to know that although, you know, we haven't met before and I've had, you know, a different life than y'all have, I, from listening to you, I think we hold a lot of the same, a lot more views in common than we do different. And that's just, you don't hear that. You know, it's depressing stuff in the news all the time. So um, really enjoy the opportunity to do this. Um, you know, I listened to the, previous episode on the concept of justice and I kind of wanted to I don't know walk through stuff and get another take from y'all and get a sense for your point of view and ask some questions about it um you know a one thing that really stuck out to me was like first off we started talking about street justice you know the idea that um somebody commits a crime against you or your family like the right way or a proper way to go about it is um street justice and I call myself doing this like at, at first I I disagreed with that I was like no you got to go through law you know the courts and the police and all that you have to follow the process and then I was thinking or I was listening to a story about the war in Gaza and Israel and I thought well I don't think that Israel needs to wait around for the UN to do something and hold all these you know hearings and stuff like they are deli I think in the military I'll call it a kinetic response so I'm like well that's kind of a international form of street justice that I I do buy into I do understand and so I want to kind of get your take on mm -hmm. the concept of I don't know reciprocity and street justice at a larger or a higher level oh. <laughs> yeah um, when it gets political that's like I know they got to go through, uh, like, you know, the UN and all that. So it's like, <clears throat> you got to wait for a committee of people to make decisions, which people are dying. Like, I hear all the time, well, they bombed a hospital, they're waiting on resources and stuff. And it's like, so we got to wait for y'all to, you know, swing a gavel and say, okay, we're going to help, you know, or they're going to only help in certain ways. Like, when they first started the, the, the war in Ukraine and everything in Russia, they were like, America was giving them weapons, but not actually, you know, joining the fight. So it was, you like, you gotta stand by and wait for them to decide what they wanna do while people are already dying. So I hate that, <clears throat> but you know, it's war and anything goes during the war. So it's like, these people gotta wait on you. And you know, that can take, I don't, I don't even know how long it takes for them to make a decision on like supplying aid or, you know, um, resources to help these people out while people, like, it's so many people that's gonna be dying before they actually do something that's gonna help them. So I'm like, okay, forget politics. You know, we won't take matters in our own hands because I mean, that's, that's what a war is, basically. It's like every man for himself. and. Um, it's easy to sit on the sideline and be like, well, that's wrong and, you know, they shouldn't do that, but you're not here 
with us. You know, you can't walk in these people's shoes unless you over there with them, you know, enduring what they're going through. So it's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't really care for any type of ju- uh, judicial system or when politics get involved. It's like, you, you, you either helping us or shut the fuck up, you know? Now, <laughs> I don't think it's really comparable when it comes to like war and street justice because like you said, it's war and things do happen. A lot of, you know, a damn near anything goes. But that's like the problem right there because if you want to compare that in any kind of way to street justice, it's like, okay, why well, I got to sit here waiting on you to strike a gavel? I want my get back because of what the other side did or whatever. However, you talking about a bunch of innocents getting in the way. That is the problem right there. Especially it's yeah. like, you talk about Israel and Palestine. It's like, that's what, they, what they're fighting is a tiny area of millions of people. It's like, come on, you know people are going to get killed. Like, <laughs> you, like even if they're targeting them, like you know they're going to get killed and they're going to go for it anyway. So that's the issue. And I think I even mentioned it last time when I said, yeah, street justice can be a good thing. However, the problem with people is that they would just take it too far, I feel like. Yes. And in the case is being shown, if you want to use that as an example in any kind of way. It's like, okay, yeah, they get they getting they get back, they're getting they're aiming for the targets who they want to target. However, at the same time, I mean it is going too far to where more just randoms just dying. You know, rather than the actual people who deserve to die in, you know, the actual terrorists who deserve to get back. So I agree with going for them, but then it's like, it, that's why I say it's just hard to compare it to them. Just because in that kind of sense, too many will get in the way and too many are just going to get hurt. And when you talk about street justice, that's why I said in a way it's like some people are just going to take it too far just because people are people. You know yes. what I mean? Not everybody is as sensible of knowing when to stop. You know, and knowing when to for uh, a lot of dudes in street justice, they they get a gun, they don't have half the time they don't know how to shoot. They just start shooting, and whose baby gets in the way and gets shot over you going after your enemy or whoever. You know what I mean? So or just you just being in the general public and general population, because most people don't want that. Like they want peace and quiet. Most people do, but they're not gonna get it because of everybody else's noise and everybody else's anger especially as men like we tend to be very hyperactive in that kind of sense you know what i mean so yeah but it's a that's a very hard thing to compare yeah that's actually i kind of yeah so street justice and war like okay yeah so street justice i'm okay if somebody's like you stole from me so now you got to get beat up you know i'm gonna beat your ass that's fine, but like when it's wars on a grand scale, I don't even know how to approach that because it's so many people involved. There's so many factors. It's like, how do you justify, not even justify, but how do you go about handling a war? Because war ends and people dying and then economies collapsing. Think um, about like two angry ass gangbangers. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like thousands and millions of gangbangers. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, as a like just a quick way to think about it, real quick. Two angry ass gangbangers, mad as hell at each other, going at it, blah blah blah. But yet they sitting there, they hurting the community at the same time, each other's and because now each other's and the other side, because all you're doing is making yourself look bad. To be honest, there's no way to really make yourself look good in war. And see, I think this is where it's hard to distinguish, like where the concept of street justice, where it does um, scale, like where it does grow. Like, you know, if you and one other guy have beef and you settle it in the street, well, that's, I don't know, that's not really my place to do. But if, you know, a couple of your friends, a couple of his friends, then start taking it to the next level and it starts affecting innocence, like there's some point at which you got to say, okay, this is now, um, you know, it's, it has these externalities, I think they're called, when you have to consider innocent people getting hurt or in the case of war, like an economy, or even if uh, you know, like a, a neighborhood gets a reputation for being violent and dicey, the economy of that neighborhood's gonna go down. And I just, I guess I don't know. I mean, y'all are in the military, y'all tell me, like, where does that scaling stop? You know, where does it make sense? 
to allow people to duke it out and fix their problems and where does it you know where's the cutoff or is there a clear cutoff probably not huh there's no clear cutoff yeah when they're at war they're at war straight up when war is declared war is declared they, they, that's the whole point they want to eliminate each other but like i said it's it's just unfortunate that like just the ones who don't want that are the ones who really who, who actually feel it the most that's the truth and in my personal opinion it's like one innocent life loss is just too many and in this case as what's going on like hell on one side it's 1400 and the other side 11,000 over 11,000 in his uh mo- well, 11,000 total but most of them being innocent people you know just mm-hmm. that are there in a way and even then I was gonna say it's like oh you can tell you can say like oh you guys have like this little area y'all can go fight or whatever you got this little open area go duke it out do whatever but that's not what happens in war and war they just go at it you know their aim is to crush the other side's economy their aim is to crush everything that they have but like I said and then you like in an area like that it's not fair at all because then they say oh yeah you can leave to where <laughs> you know what I'm saying like to, to where like literally is there is nowhere to go so it's like in a way that that's why I say it ends up looking bad because then it just looks deliberate at that point whether it is or isn't I'm not here to sit here and accuse anybody but I'm just saying it just that is what it ends up looking like so that's why and then with street justice it's easier for me to just be like hey oh, I got a problem with you all right bro meet me outside in the park at three o'clock boom 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 whatever you know what I mean or it's always going to be a smaller scale because you know you, you you kill someone I love you rob somebody I love I know where you stay at that's still a smaller scale yeah there is that chance of other people getting in the way somebody getting hurt like I say people just being crazy in general and doing stupid stuff and you know just others innocents getting affected in general there is still that chance but that's still like a way smaller scale and that's why it's just not compared comparable to that with street justice it's just i just want it to be quick i'm not here to like you know destroy your whole family i'm here i'm here for you period you know what i'm saying you wrong me not not your auntie or your grandma you know your children and all of them you wrong me and I won't I'm in a lot of situations where like you you know you take it out on the guy that wrongs you but then his brother or his cousins or his friends like then it escalates and that the the way a lot of it, it goes sometimes or is it just no you beat his ass and that's the end of it I, you know when I hear stories and of course I haven't experienced it it's like sorry go ahead no, 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 I, I was letting you finish. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the idea that it can be that justice or war can be limited and not, it doesn't hold water to me, you know, like, it's just this escalation of um, violence and paybacks and retribution. And I understand that's kind of the way humans are made. I'm not, you know, saying that... Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I shouldn't expect us all to behave better than that. It's just, I think that's where the law comes in, whether that be, you know, local law enforcement or international when it works. And it definitely doesn't always work. Um, But I just think, I think, Greg, you said you don't have faith in the legal system or whatnot. And I, I think like to operate in a society, we have to have some faith in a system like that. Otherwise, you know, it would be pandemonium outside. It'd be, you wouldn't leave your house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We have to have one. I get that. But I don't have faith in the people who sit on the, who sit in the courtroom at times. That's my whole thing. After watching, you know, making a murder series and seeing people get wrongly uh, convicted. Or you hear these stories about, some guy did 20 years for a crime he didn't commit. And then the state just says, sorry, and let you free. And it's like, okay, what justice does he get for that? Like, they don't give him any money. I mean, they gave him his freedom, but cool. What about these? Nowadays, you get kids? 
but that money don't equate to like, the time lost. Yeah, not at all. My life, you don't you don't get that back. Oh, you gave me a couple million dollars. All right, that's what's up. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna be balling for the rest of my life, but I, you, you locked me up when I was 20, and I'm like 50 years old now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I don't care about none of that stuff, like, you know, that I wanted to enjoy when I was 20. It's like, you know, and it's that's the messed up part about it. Like, because me personally, I feel like we should probably go back to, like, smaller regional justice, even smaller than what we have now. For example, Texas is big as hell. And, hell, Houston's big as hell. And the issue comes in with, like, the wait times that people have to go through just to get tried and everything. Like literally, you get you you get pulled over for anything stupid. You can know you you can know that you innocent. Like you literally can know you innocent. But on paper, you are still held accountable for that until your court date, and that can be for and then it that can be for I think three years. After three years, then all of a sudden, then it's automatically dismissed. But you tell me that three years I have to sit here and wait on my ass just for you to like. <laughs> just for me to be able to prove my case even if i know i'm innocent for three whole freaking years and that happens it happens often yeah and i i don't doubt that the system is inefficient and yeah like doesn't work properly that that i don't doubt but i don't see that as like a um a miscarriage of justice in the sense that it does take a long time to get through shit but i mean y'all are both military right it, I've heard it takes a long time to get through the VA as well, like using VA health benefits and all that. So, <laughs> bro, so that's Bruh. you know that's that's I see it less as um, again a miscarriage of justice, and it's just poor performance by imperfect people in a difficult role. And that's I don't have the answer to how to fix that, but I separate that in my mind from being. Um, a miscarriage of justice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I say put AI in place. Maybe it'll it'll get processed better. Yeah. But back to what you had asked earlier, like ain't letting no computer justify my if I go to jail or not. Uh. <laughs> no, no, not that part. The uh, the VA processing information. Oh, but, that too. Actually, that might be better. <laughs> yeah, but back to what you said earlier, Will, about like the I guess the cutoff for I guess justifying or how they handle justice or whatever so the military does do some type of street justice like at my communication school in 29 palms every friday my instructor be like okay if anybody got any issues come out here in the middle and you grapple you get down on your knees and then you you go back to back and he count to three and he turn around you wrestle it's a done deal but now you're talking about war there's no way of managing thousands of people you know so you can handle that hot-headed <laughs> yeah you that can mad about anything a small amount of people but you can't do it like on a, on a grand scale I, I don't even know like how, what's the yeah. number cut off but and especially for men like i got nothing against two guys that just can't get along with each other and have to settle something like yeah by all means grapple wrestle get in a fist fight if you want but like you know i see that as less street justice um than i would say like shooting a guy for robbing your family or whatnot and that's that was another point Abe, that i kind of wanted to ask you about you mentioned you know if a family member was robbed that you think would be justified to go deliver some street justice to that guy. I think y'all talked previously about rape kind of in the same, um, I don't know, category or whatnot, but is robbing a person or raping a person, is that, is it justified to then kill that person? Do y'all think? Robbing, that's now, you can all, you, you can look at that in certain ways of, are you just a greedy asshole? or what circumstances brought you to do that because with robbing a person a lot of times most people do that out of desperation like yeah. honestly most of the most of the time it's out of desperation sometimes it's just you just an somebody's just a dick they just don't care now in that case it's just like i'm not gonna sit here and say you know just kill somebody for robbing them because maybe a lesson could be learned out of that now mm-hmm. right 
I have way less remorse for that shit. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I have way less remorse for that kind of shit right there. That one, man, I'm going to tell you, if, if, it, if it was up to me, just sit you down and clap your balls between two bricks or something. But you can't do that no more. Uh, but as for that, I, mm, I don't know. I don't really, I don't care. Maybe I'm being way too um, unempathetic with that. And, you know, there could be, I don't know, something maybe you was drugged out. You know, something, somebody took some fentanyl heroin or something. It just, it just blew their mind out of proportion. I don't know. But with that right there, I, 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 I can't compare those two. Those, I have way, I have two less, uh, two different levels of empathy for both of those. Because Robin, yeah, I don't condone that either. I'm just saying like, you know, I, it's just, I've seen literally what can bring somebody to Rob's. I've personally seen that happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that one, I just have some kind of just thought about just because I'm just like, man, what brought you to have to do that? Like, what are your life circumstances? You know what I mean? Like things like that. And what lesson could be learned from that? You know, now it doesn't deserve a slap on the wrist. You know, it still yeah. needs to, I, I personally think that still needs to uh, be made an example of, but rape in general mm, nah (laughs) so maybe what I heard as street justice is better described as like corporal punishment like there should be a a physical degree of punishment for some crimes Um, like rape you say like you know said clap a guy's balls between bricks or maybe you know there's some be some kind of I think they still pain people in Indonesia or something like that like there's physical punishment for doing crimes but um and maybe this is something y'all touched on in the other episode like just sitting in a room you know in prison with tv and all the accoutrements that make for a comfortable life that's not punishment in the sense that um that we think is necessary to um keep people from committing those crimes or adequately punish them for crimes they did commit now living in europe it has it has opened my mind up to different forms of punishment to be honest with you because a lot of times over here they don't necessarily just send you to like high level like you said even like what you just said you know, putting them in a room with TV and some of them prisons look like a hotel room like nice and clean you go like swimming in the hallway and shit I'm like I've never been to a prison but you know when you look them up when you see them it's like damn Man, this ain't no prison. But the way they treat them, though, is they treat them as like a rehab. And a lot of times it does work, to be honest with you. They treat a a rehab because most of the time they take in these guys that even though they live in these structured societies, they don't really know how to handle themselves like that. They they were never taught. And within these prison systems, they do teach them that. They they actually rehabilitate them into society and teach them how to live like the rest of us civilized human beings, you know what I'm saying? Be chill and everything. And then when they get out, they actually end up being for the better, to be honest. So in that way, and when it comes to physical punishment, mm, I, I want to say, yeah, but it's like, you know, it's just, you know, the world we live in today, you, it just, we, we, we kind of, we've learned that it just doesn't always work, like honestly. We, like honestly I would want to I, I boy with certain situations yeah I would want to deal out that physical punishment I'm like nah I'm gonna I'm fuck you up but it's just like we've learned we, you know we progress past that point in society we we have to take these lessons into account and when we take yeah. these lessons into account we learn like we've learned throughout time that they don't work like to be honest Indonesia yeah they still do that but is it working not really uh, barbarian but um well, I've, I've been robbed before. Um, I didn't want him to die, you know. Um, I can see how most people, and depending on their emotional state, you might want somebody to die, but no, you robbed me, you ain't gotta die. I want you to go, or for example, my brother-in-law, me and him been in the same position. We both got carjacked. Um, he, they caught the kid, but he was like, I don't want him to go to jail because he not gonna learn a damn thing. He might even, you know, learn more criminal shit in jail. So he they told them, like, 
Yeah, he told the guy, he told the cop, do community service. That's way more productive than sending him to jail. As for rape, I might want you to die, but realistically, you know, like I want you to, you know, be miserable. I feel like death is a sweet release. Like it's it's too easy, you know. You should actually feel something for what you did. So that's nah. Death is too extreme for me when it comes to those two, but and with rape, I think also because like even hell, even in America, way back in the day, it really wasn't looked at as like I would say as bad as we view it today. As in like because not much action was taken upon it and even if it did happen I think one of the greatest things is that shame of doing it. You know what I mean? Like when you have to having to register as a as a sex offender. <laughs> Imagine having to register as a sex offender and everywhere you go uh you look at you know your neighbors look you up. Hell, I'm gonna be real. If I if I look up my neighborhood and there's a registered sex offender up the street Man, my kid ain't walking past that house without me. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I touched on a point that I've hit on over and over again, and that's like, we don't use shame enough anymore. Like, shame doesn't have the same sting it used to for a lot of shit that people would do. And it, you know, I can't remember where I saw it, but somebody said or wrote, like, shame is the, was it, shame is the mechanism by which society enforces rules that you can't enforce through laws. You know, like there's not enough cops around to make sure you're always behaving as you should in a society. That's what shame is for. And we got away from that at some point in the past for a lot of stuff. And I'd trace a lot of our problems, at least in America now to that. Yeah. yeah like how to catch a predator. Chris Hansen used to always, he said it, he, like mm-hmm. we try to shame them mm-hmm. so they, they feel bad and probably won't do it again. But that's not how being a pedophile works. Like they still have that desire to be and see, that's exactly the case that I thought about. Like, okay, if if that's true, if this guy, it, it's always a guy, uh, if the guy has like this mental, I don't know, disease or setting or whatnot where he's attracted to kids, like, I guess I can feel sympathy for him and that he's sick in some form, but I still see that as a shameful um, behavior or desire and one in which we got to protect society from. We do, and at the same time, we can even if we use that shame we could also reiterate you need some help hey spot around the corner you know for to go help you with your mental health now the problem i think we have in america is we don't have enough of that right there like especially accessible ones like to be able to like first that shame yeah i agree like hey that dude pedophile everybody looking at him funny he walking around with his head down you know you don't feel good because everyone's everyone is judging you. Hell yeah, we judging you. You you doing some nasty shit. But at the same time, there is you know how do we fix it? Is the question. It's like where is that person gonna go to get that mental fixation of like hey okay, I got my not mental fixation. That's the wrong word. But <laughs> that mental fixing of uh hey okay I know something's wrong with me. I know this is not right. Because everybody is telling them. Because a lot of sometimes they might not think that nothing's wrong with that. They just, like you said, something is uh, messed up in the head to the point where they just like, oh man, oh this is how I feel. But this is just how I feel. I don't know. Like you know, something brought me to this. Some trauma in my past. Something I constantly saw growing up as a kid that brought me to this point as an adult to think that this shit is normal when it's not. Now where do I go to learn that this is not normal? and to better fix my mental uh, stability. And I think we need more of that in America, big time. At least just easier action. Going back to your point about prisons in Europe offering Is that something that they try to rehab child molest that and get them back in society? Is that something they do? I haven't looked much into it. I remember seeing this... uh, news article that it was this guy i think it was in germany i think it was somewhere in germany but they were talking about that like with pedophilia they were seeing it more as like they didn't want to just out like just outright punish them you know just to the max and just leave it at that they were just like something's wrong with him in the head 
Like, let's do that. I don't know if they've put that into action much. I haven't looked. I'm going to look into that. I'm, th- I'm glad you reminded me. But so is, is that a proper pursuit of justice to say that, okay, we're going to put you in prison to A, punish you. That's part of justice. But the other part is to try to cure you so that you're not a risk to society anymore. Like, is that I would what you yeah. focus because on? It's like, it doesn't do anything just throwing these people in prison together. And, and then that's it. You just throw them in a box. It's like you just you you just leaving up in there just to get dusty, you know what I mean? It's it, it, then I then they're not getting no use. Then I'd be able to contribute because everybody could contribute something. They could, you know, some they can't. And if you can't get this, you know, unfortunately, some people just don't get that, and some people just don't get that. But you know, I think they still deserve that chance at least to, you know, to at least prove themselves and at least get get fixed. Yeah, something like that is uh man that's that's a, a very touchy subject because i don't i've never heard of a pedophile like losing that desire you know it's like you stuck at some some mental state in your life like a i don't know childhood state where you just can't get moved past that for you to be a because for you to be attracted to a kid like r kelly is like pending all the time in chicago like we always talking about him um, that, that shit's weird. That fool always nah, had that, that, that motherfucker is using his money and power and influence as an a damn advantage. That's some nasty. That's a sick son bitch right there. Because he's going. He knows. Like, he know what the hell he doing. He right. he he grew up. He grew up a church dude. Right. That he grew up in church and grew up in the church. Everything. He grew. I don't know how right. I don't know. Maybe he do got some traumas or something back in the day that led him to that. You know. The, like when I said. People that have that, I mean, like investigating that first, you know, seeing that. But somebody like his ass, man, nah, he used his money and his influence and he could liberally take advantage of little ass girls. Now that's a sick song bitch right there. I don't know how the hell he was walking free for what, uh, 20 something years after, and then he just getting convicted because of this stupid ass, oh, Netflix documentary. That's what it took? Oh, hell no. Nah. Something wrong. Now, that's what's wrong in the judicial system right there. The fact that his ass had money and was able to just sit there and pay his way out of staying out of jail for messing with little ass girl, that ain't right to me. Hell So no. He should have been smacked the fuck up a long time ago. So that part, like, somebody like him who doesn't see anything wrong, he don't see anything wrong with what he's doing anyway. If you've seen that interview where he's like, they said, do you like young girls? And he was like, how young are we talking? He was sitting there beat. He was sitting there beating around the damn bush. He knew what he was doing was wrong. He knew he knew what he was doing was wrong. He was sitting there beating around a bush and shit. That's what he was doing. Like, what'd you say, Will? So, yeah, not the way to answer that question, R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I think y'all talked about it in the last podcast about how um you know corruption or um, people with power and money can essentially buy their way out of the judicial system and how that's a miscarriage of justice. And I think, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. I think Abe, you said that it's way worse overseas in terms of that. And I've, I've never experienced that. I want to know if you could expand on that and tell me like what, uh, I don't know, like where does America fall in the hierarchy of like most corrupt countries versus least corrupt countries like how do i don't know how we can we, we doing i'm gonna tell you look we we have a, we do have our problems we do don't get it twisted and it's good that we do talk about these problems because that is the point of a fucking society we talk about our problems we debate these things so we can keep it fixed because that's how we get better america does have societies but we're doing better than a lot of these countries well i can tell you that right now and the only reason why i say this is because you remember how i said like even in america back in the day it was still like things like that were overlooked, right? And now I've been to certain countries where they still overlook it to that degree to this day. Uh, Indonesia, uh, someone I knew, uh, she was literally raped by her ex-boyfriend, gang raped by her ex-boyfriend and his friends of what she thought was a simple hangout. And I'm like, go report it. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Like it, nothing will happen. And I'm just like, how? It's a gang rape. And then she's like, he, she's like, his family is loaded, like, just like that. His family's loaded, like, you don't. Tr-. She's like, trust me, nothing. She's like, I'm gonna get slapped for even trying, and then he's gonna come after me, and I promise you, nothing will happen. 
And I'm looking, and then, you know, just, if you just Google random things about this happening, yeah, there's not many people that get convicted for this shit. And even, um, well, this wasn't rape, but I remember in uh, Croatia, me and my buddy and uh, my ex-girlfriend, we was just getting something to eat at this little Indian restaurant or whatever. We look out the window. We're like on a, we got on like a third, second or third floor or something like this. We just looking out the window. We see this couple arguing. I'm not going to lie. We was just like, oh, snap. Look at, you know, when you see some drama, you peep out the window. They're like, oh, snap. Look, they arguing. <laughs> <laughs> the lady, she, they, she swung at him with like a bag of flowers or something. She like swung at him. This man, I'm talking Rocky Balboa, clocked her shit in the jaw. This is like 2 p.m. It's a busy street. Cars walking by. Don't nobody do nothing. Don't nobody do nothing. Nobody stop. And I know people saw that shit because it was traffic. Ain't nobody do nothing. Man, we all of our jaws dropped. We was like. And then what gets me is like when we tell people about this, their fucking reactions are just like, uh, yeah, oh no, if anything, she would have just, you know, defended him because that's a man and this and that. And I'm just like, what kind of fucking mentality is this? Hell no. He just cracked her in her shit. And, and, and like, why is everybody coming up with these damn excuses? They're not. <laughs> what, stop making excuses. It's just, it was wrong. Was it wrong or not? Is my question. It is and, like, and it's like, like that's just as normal. And that's when I realized how much, how normal this kind of shit is. And I'm just yeah. like, damn. And I even had one incident. Um, one I dated, uh, a brother like the, the reason why her brother was cool with me a justification was was you know oh man you know i don't have no issue with you like i see you treat her good and you know you don't beat her or something and i'm just like damn where the hell did that come from like i don't beat her why did that even cross your damn mind that i would smack up because it's normalized <laughs> in their society yeah i'm like why would that even come across your mind that i would put my hands on it that would that won't that, sure. that ain't no chance of that shit happening you know what I mean? But see, countries like that's the norm. The range of norms. That's the one thing I have picked up in the little international travel I've done is that norms just are so there's such a, a, a chasm between some of them and the what's completely acceptable and what is not. And I don't know, like. Of course, I'm biased by thinking like our Western culture, our Western expectations and norms are the proper ones. But, you know, when you push back against that and say, hey, don't clock that woman in the jaw in the middle of broad daylight, in the middle of, Cro you know, downtown, wherever in Croatia, then they're like, oh, that's just part of the society here. That's an expectation. It's like, well, it shouldn't be, right? That shouldn't be an acceptable norm there. But how are you going to say that to somebody from Croatia where that's what they know? Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying like everybody is like that, but it's just like the, the fact that it's like, you know, the reactions I got to it when I, when I tell the story and it's just like... Uh, half the time people are like yeah they they like oh that does suck like you know the, all the guys i know they don't condone to that but you know just the fact that it's not the first time that they heard about this shit it's like you know they've heard about it so many times that it is normalized or it's not yeah it's damn near normalized in a sense and i'm just like yeah that ain't that ain't what's up i think even uh one of the but that was just one incident over there the rest of the time out there is pretty chill uh, a lot of times the yeah. bad one I saw was like when I was in Turkey. Turkey was was pretty wild when it come to violence against women. Like, damn, they, oh, they Turkey got some. Yeah. My boy, like Croatia. Yeah, that was just unfortunate that I ran into that incident. But that was the that was after two and a half years of living there, and then seeing that I'm like shit, and you know the crap that I heard. But as for most people there, nah, those are, they're, they're chill people, man. They don't do that. But when I was in Turkey, I, yeah, little, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they got some things going on. Yeah, I was with a Turkish girl and she told me how women are like bottom of the barrel, you know, in certain, maybe not all the country, but in certain cities where she was from, it was like, women don't have rights. And, I just told my mom yesterday, I said, America got to be one of the few countries where women can run for president and win. And like, you know, Kamala Harris, she became pres vice president. Hillary Clinton almost came president. But I was like, a lot of these countries, they don't they don't entertain this shit. It's like, what? Go get in the kitchen. Like, you, 
the fuck are you doing yeah. seeking betterment and you know having goals and like what was it uh my friend told me saudi arabia just allowed women to drive uh in recent years yeah, that that's was only crazy. years ago that that's happened. That's crazy. Just, when I heard about that becoming a law, I was like, damn, I forgot they was not allowed to do nothing over there. Like, I was like, they just became able to drive. Like, and they blew up all over social media. You no, know, they driving and stuff. And, you know, they happy. And I'm just like, damn. That kind of mismatch in terms of men's and women's status in society that's a miscarriage of justice like i i don't know how, how to make that argument intelligently to somebody in saudi arabia or whatnot but I, I don't know it's just something maybe it's just growing up over here that just seems self-evident that that's how you know it should be set up uh, you know i i do want to get to one other and that was kind of get y'all's take on um well, we talked about like how street justice maybe is more common because of poor response times. You know, like the cops just aren't in the neighborhoods and where they need to be and, and responding as they do. Um, do you think the need for street justice as opposed to the general distrust of cops and not wanting to involve police in and uh, stuff anyway? Like if cops had great response times, you, you called them two minutes, they're there regardless. Do you think there would be a better or uh, I guess less adherence to street justice or is it is that kind of thing extra judicial I think that would help that would be it that would be one big big stepping stone to help knowing no. that there are police there's a police station closer to where you get a closer to uh, a closer response time um having or maybe having police officers literally stationed in certain neighborhoods like hey okay if you're a cop certain cops you have to live in within this within this uh zone like you zone you you're not just zoned to where you go work but you're zoned like a living area you know so that way even because i feel like it would even put some people's it, a lot of people they, their minds get put at ease when they say like oh oh we have like we have a couple police officers that live in this neighborhood and things like that you know some people they that that does can that can put them at ease so i think having that kind of response time would help and i think i personally think that would be a big like help. it wouldn't fix all the problems just because you still do have that mistrust because of the miscarriage of justice but as for knowing that your response time is going to be a lot less i personally think that would help because just driving into especially anywhere in texas you know you see how big our cul-de-sacs and our, our neighborhoods are you know ain't no police station in the neighborhood it's always just like just outside of it or something but just for them to drive just outside into the neighborhood, that can be 10, 15 minutes like, of a drive within the damn neighborhood. So I think figuring out how to lessen that response time in that kind of way would be a very big, a very big uh, help. Yeah, um, <laughs> funny you asked that, Will. Um, the military taught me to always look at three things when you move somewhere. How close is the uh, hospital? fire station, police department. So you got to kind of take it upon self to look for that. Um, currently, I'm like, I think 1.2 miles away from the nearest uh, police station. So I'm good there. Hospital's like, I think 10 minutes away. But yeah, you know, if cops can respond fast, that'd be great. But also depends on which cop you're getting. The cop might, you know, exercise his own street justice, which you see quite often um but yeah that would definitely help this guy i um i talked to a few months ago he said so he lives in morton grove illinois which is like a very nice northern suburb um like north of chicago so he said the taxes are high and you know his everything like his mortgage everything but he's like i'm paying for all the you know um amenities and you know, like just a good school district, everything. And he said, if I call a police officer right now, they'll be here in about 45 seconds because they got, well, he had neighborhood watch. He had the um, the HOA's security guys. They drive around the little go-karts. He got them and then they have the police department. So he's covered, you know, it's, if anything happens, don't damn near get a damn SWAT team to show up. But yeah, it would definitely help. It definitely would. What about 
you know, contrasting that, you know, how big of a problem is just the general distrust of cops in general? Like if, you know, there were plenty of cops around, but what is your thought on certain communities or certain neighborhoods, like not wanting to involve the cops just because either they believe cops are, um, I don't know, dirty or don't have their best interest at heart or just not gonna, you know, be effective. How big of an issue is that in terms of the expectation that justice will be delivered? Oh, man, that's a, that's a societal problem that's going to be fixing, man. Yeah, it's just because you got to also look at the history of what's happened within these neighborhoods and what are the, it's like, damn, what are the mishaps and how can we guarantee you know this neighbor, every the, this community, that this shit is not going to happen again, and things like that. Because <clears throat> cops earn trust back, yeah, from those from those communities in which they've lost it for whatever reason. Like that's my, I don't know how that even starts. Yeah, it's just because a lot of times in these certain communities is these people they see the misdoings of certain police officers, and that's what throws them off. And it's like. Yeah, most cops are way better than the bad one. Way better than the bad ones, of course. You know, I personally believe that most definitely. But at the same time, the bad ones they can definitely ruin it for them. You know, for the for the good ones. You know what I mean? And they put that mistrust because you talking about uh, you talking about it with people who were hired and organized by the state and everything to protect my community. And yet you send in the low, you, you giving us the low, the low quality of the low, you know, the shithead, the, the cops that just like, they, you know, he, he, I, yeah, he barely got through the academy. We'll send him to, we're going to send him to third war Houston or whatever. How the hell you think you already know his mental, you already know he's, a, he sucks at his job and he, he's an asshole. What the hell you think is about to happen? Yeah. He's going to be more of an asshole. If he's an asshole to anybody. Imagine how he's gonna be an. Imagine how much of an asshole he's gonna be to people he he can't relate to. He's he, he, he ain't gonna give he's a damn. He's just gonna react. If seventy five percent of the cops are the dumbest guys, we want them in high regard because you know that they just didn't. They're not performing. They went into police work for the wrong reason. It's not because they you know wanted to. Mm-hmm. protect and you know improve their communities it's because it was offered to them as a I guess an easy path or a, a clear path and I don't know I just don't you know I feel the same way about the military you know you want the top you want people going in it for the right reasons you don't want people going in it because now the problem is like they think is they do have vetting systems to where they want to vet like the way you think and things like that yeah. But the problem is that some people can pretend, man, and they can just yeah. get by until they get put out into the field and they show their true colors and things like that. A lot of people, uh, you have a lot of people that do that with, especially within the military. What do we call them, uh, Greg? Just like slipping through the cracks, uh, you know, those motherfuckers that just slip through the cracks and all of that. Like with MSG school, with the embassy guard school that we go to, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we have like a peer evaluation system where your peers, a big part of you getting through is how your peers view you because they want to see how you work with others, right? Yeah. You have guys who pretend they're just cool, they're chill, they, you know, not, you don't got to be hella laid back. You still need to adhere to those military standards and everything, obviously, and know how to work. And they do that, but they pretend like they do it in a smooth way, you know, in, you know, they're able to understand other NCOs and things like that. And then as soon as they hit the field, turn into a full-on dictator. Mm-hmm. I'm talking just asshole, got us doing dumb shit, waking up middle of the night for all kinds of crap. And they can still get in trouble with that too, because, you know, even when they come for an inspection, they ask us, ask the Marines about our well-being every couple months, that can still happen. But during that time period, you still have that asshole torching everybody and it's just them and they have to listen to him because he has the power to just screw up your career for real so so that 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 i think that is the biggest problem because they do try to even especially in the police force they do try and fix their vetting system and make it better you know 
not like just more difficult but yeah yeah it does make it more difficult to become one because now you have all these extra steps and things like that you know just extra annoyances that will prevent a lot of good guys from going through too but then those ones who just see it as like an easy way they'll just sit there and pretend like you know even a lot of them they're not dumb they're smart guys too they're just straight right. dig yeah they're just yeah. ass yeah, yeah and just, it's yeah. the problem with just the pretending man and it's it's the problem there's no way to really tell because if i'm hanging out with you and you just a chill guy i'm just gonna assume you're a chill guy i'm not you know i'm not about to sit here and just make false prejudices about you you know until you reveal who you are because you know that's the nature of the beast and that's unfortunately all we can do unless somebody comes up with some kind of minority report style machine where you can see <laughs> the wrongdoings in the future before it happens <laughs> there's really there's literally no way to just know that in ahead of time yeah um, well will over here you know i used to do uber um i go to like the, the bad neighborhoods because i'm not scared whatever you know and people people need <laughs> they need you know the service so i go over there and it, it pays the most because people are so scared to go over there but like, if you go to like West Inglewood area, which is one of like one of like the worst neighborhoods in Chicago, you'll see one cop posted up at the end of the block. So it's like it's it's a presence, you know. They they got to keep, you know, somebody over there. But I think that community they don't fuck with the police. They just like man, y'all y'all the uh, the ops. They call them the ops. Now, um, sometimes people just hate being called for doing bad shit. To be honest with you, yeah, all the time dudes just hate being called for bad. Shit. It's like, nah, man, you fucking up. Nah, you actually did that shit. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. you got dudes that just don't like being called by the damn police. It's like your ass is doing dirty, man. Quit, quit playing. A lot of times, that's the that's the dilemma. Also, is you got guys making excuses for themselves and for the crime. <laughs> like, nah, man, come on, dog. Like, at some point, you actually did that shit, bro. Like, you yeah, you just you just making an excuse and. Trying to throw blame. Oh man, fuck police! Y'all shut up. You got you. You actually had them hoes on you. Like you exactly, know. exactly. They glorify. Yeah. Crime. I saw. A, 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 it was one of those little reels. This guy was like, he was trying to say, crime in the black community is because it's culture, but really it has nothing to do with culture. It has nothing to do with poverty, you know. Yeah. But nobody could tell him. They all got quiet because he was like, why is uh, pre pregnancy rate so high? And why is robbery so high? And household abuse? And like, bro, all that is poverty. They, they live in poor neighborhoods. Like, if you want to talk about, you know, the white community, where do you see that? You see that in trailer parks, you know, where, you know, education. Same activity. Same shit. If people live Same in shit. harsh conditions, then you're going to see a lot of that. Like, where there's poverty, there's crime. Just like I said, with robbery, people who commit robberies and why I want to look at what brought you to this kind of situation, what brought you to this desperation? Because the chances of them just being a simple, just asshole and wanting to go rob people is actually pretty slim. Not pretty slim. Yeah. It's, very very low. It's, it's very low. Half the time, the people who even did the shit because they just want to seem cool it's like little rich boys and shit that watch too many music videos or something and just think like oh man i want to be poor i want to see what it's like it's like no the fuck you don't like <laughs> shit ain't fun like what the hell like nah bro you better enjoy your time you better enjoy the marble floors and shut up but sadly when it comes to that yeah but those situations are just way less most of the time it is those conditions just like you said poverty because all over the world man i see the same shit in london paris germany and these are not just black neighborhoods that you see these in hell you uh when i was living in i lived in croatia like three whole years you got certain areas over there yeah that all kind of man you walk around you're like oh boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you got them and it's all white that's a 99 point something percent white country and yeah, and they got areas too that's like, that's the hood. They, and they look worse than our hoods, bro. Like, it's the hood. Up, but the thing is, it is a, it's a mostly, it is a relatively safe country though, because it's very homogenous. And it's just like, they have a lot of cultural values that 
I would say very similar to Africans to where they just they they're very shameful in people committing crimes and stuff. But a lot of it that's done is very, you know, low-key hush uh, mafia shit, to be honest. But they say like crimes that take place in those areas. Um I was gonna ask, are they less, you know, random violence and more like mafioso, like, you know, yeah. Steve yeah. taking shit fell off a truck and you know, doing stuff yeah. like that yeah or like they have a lot of they have a lot of uh like hooligans like soccer uh, soccer hooligans and stuff like that uh that mm -hmm. can happen but even a lot of times the soccer hooligans uh they they don't like them because they pretty much act like you know the lowest gangbanger up in the states but a lot of where do they come from they are most of them come from poverty too like honestly even a, a lot of them their mentality of like the, and sometimes a lot of the ways that they act is from poverty so that does have a very great factor when people they feel like they just not getting enough and that desperation hits man they gonna go get it any kind of way they can after that your fuck start going out the window because you don't care so i don't know like what the um i don't know like uh economy is like in croatia or wherever like you know what other avenues or whether options are available for people in these poverty-stricken areas to choose a life or find, you know, employment outside that of crime? Is it, are there jobs available? Are there ways out and people just choose not to take them? Or is that opportunity just not open to them? You can say all of the above. You have a sense of that. Just, yeah, you can say all of the above. I say it's just situational dependent and this depends on the person too. Because, you know, let's be real, not everybody thinks the same. Not everybody is going to want to, you know, take that hard way out. Like, get off your butt, pick yourself up by the bootstraps and get your ass to work. Not yeah. everybody wants to do that. A lot of people, yeah, they do want freebies and stuff like that. So it's just, it's, it's just situational dependent. And, you know, it, we just need to, I personally think we just need to try to look at different ways of uh, helping those situations. But also without adhering to people who just want to freeload. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. got some that are just straight up lazy. Or maybe they don't have an avenue of, of that release of something that they want to do and things like that that's not available to them. And it's like, oh, hey, what do you want to do? Oh, you're, you are, you're more of a creative mindset. Uh, mindset like, are oh, you want to do art? Things like that. You want to contribute in that kind of sense. Okay. They want that, but they can't get that because going to college is too expensive. Uh, they don't they don't know about the resources available to them, things like that, that will pique their interest. And a lot of times that just that would just set them back right there. Versus it's like, man, if you just want to be a freeloader and you just suck, like I mean, hey, I can it's, it's only so much I can do for you, dog. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, any other topics? That was a great, that was a great convo, damn. I like that. Thank you for those. Yeah, it was. Cool. Yeah, it had me really thinking. I was just like, uh, that's kind of all the questions. Yeah, that's all the stuff I had written down. No, I think that was that's kind of what I wanted to touch on. You know, get uh, more, I don't know, more of your input and hear more about what's kind of uh, you know influenced y'all's views on this. And things has been good. I enjoyed this. You. Thank you. Nah, we really appreciate the questions you brought up, man. Like, it definitely opened up a lot of very good topics. And it, it also, it made me, like, what you, what I like that you did is you, you made me compare and contrast a lot of things that I've viewed living overseas, because I've lived overseas for the past five years now. Like, literally since I got, well, longer than that, because I did the whole embassy guard thing and all this crap. I'd say the past eight years. But as living as a civilian is different than living overseas in the, while in the military it is it's completely different because it's way more different because you actually have that freedom to really go and see what's real in these countries like i got to stay in croatia for three years got to live in prague now moved to london lived in turkey lived in tel aviv all that good stuff so you know it's it definitely opened my eyes a lot and i like that you you brought those questions because I got to think like, hmm, how was it when I lived in this country? How was it when I lived in that country? You know what I you mean? You got a broad view on justice now, and that's good. Yeah, 
not all of them I agree with. Yeah, I still honestly, it, like when you said, even when it comes to America, I'm still more biased the way we got it in the states. Like I said, we got some fixing to do, but it, we 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 doing a lot better than a lot of places, man. I can tell you that right now. Like that's the real. You know, all I hear on the news is you know how divided we are and how um, you know and- how country we are and all that and yeah that's them trying that's that that's that bullshit it's like i think the way that they do it because like i said i think it's good to have those conversations to debate those because that's how we make our country better bring up yeah. what's wrong you're gonna do that in your own house you do you know you see something wrong you, you're gonna you're gonna be annoyed about it you know what i mean you're gonna want to fix it so i agree with doing that but the way they do it is just like you said you know just complaining to us in a way of like they just want us separated and things like that hell you can take it back all the way to uh what's it called bacon's rebellion way back in the day uh in the beginning of colonial times in the states and we're literally white and black slaves revolted against each other in freaking virginia until what did they do they decided to separate they was like oh snap oh these, these fools actually like coming together all right Look, let's treat one side better. The ones that look like us. We're going to treat them better like this. Give them these freedoms. Give them liberty and everything. And then when they come up, you know, after about a generation, when they lose the memory of how they came together with the other one, with the, the other slaves, now they separated. And in a way, that's continuing today, just through the media. I always said, like, the thing. Sorry, go ahead, Greg. I was just saying uh, a bias. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, but it's a personal. I was going to say, I think the thing that we don't hear enough from leaders and you know celebrities or whoever you know politicians, all that is that I think the the identity that matters, the one to like keep it in you know most important in your head, is the identity of Americans. You know, like whatever got us here, whatever like you know path we led, like that's the one that leads to the best outcomes when you say like American values and you know even America's history as tainted as it's been in the past and all that like Who's it's good to hear every country hey you think this is still every, a great country, country and yeah exactly and this is one worth worth fighting for worth trying to improve exactly so why not try to improve and I, like I said I think it's just that people need to just try to remember control their temperaments and just because certain topics are brought up don't just blow the fuck up. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck you. It's like, nah, hold up. <laughs> Think about it. Are, they, are you right or wrong? If you right, hmm, damn. Am I really acting like that? Because like I said before, sometimes you don't know you're doing wrong. You know, you step back and you think, hmm, damn. Was I wrong doing that? Or, and then if you come to the conclusion of, hell no, I'm not tripping. What the hell did I do? Then, you know, you can go back and forth with things like that. But I think it's, it's, there just needs to be better ways to remind people, hey, have those conversations, let each other know what's going wrong, and we can just literally just chill the hell out. But Yeah, push like emotional arguments. I don't know, I'm just tired. I'm fucking tired of them. Like, I'm tired of people just like <laughs> yeah, losing their right. shit and just being driven by emotion instead of, you know, logic or rationality or viewpoints whatever you want to call it like i just i don't I got no patience for emotional arguments anymore man i'm gonna tell you right now i've had whole conversations with nazis and somehow changed their freaking idea of me so i swear really? to god happened. yes <laughs> yeah boy alcatraz zagreb croatia yeah i love that place <laughs> yeah it's happened before man with straight neo with a straight neo-nazi and even at the end of the night this fool gave me a whole hug, so that's insane. Oh, that's really cool. Happen. Happen. No, that's good. It can happen. Yeah. It can happen. Amazing. And don't get me wrong. In the back of my head, nah, I had my bottle ready on the side because I'm like, if you make one funny move, I'm cracking it over your head. But I'm not jumping to that. I'm just like, hold on, like, I like, you want to, you, you trying to genuinely ask me something? Because the way that I saw it was like he literally didn't know. He was only spewing off bullshit. He just saw off a of TV or whatever. And when I'm telling him how it really, how I really am and how my culture really is, he took a step back and he's like, damn, okay, like, blah, blah, blah. We had a whole conversation just about stuff, just talking. And he's like, damn, like, you're a good guy. Boot camp. Uh, I think I told you about this, Greg. My buddy, uh, Travis, he, the one that passed away. Mm-hmm. He told me at the end, he was like, bro, I'm, he's, man, I, he's like, man, I got something to tell you. I'm like, what's up? Like, 
And it's after we've been cool for months. I had no idea he even thought like this. He said, like, I did not like black people before I met your ass. Like, what? For real? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't mad at him, but I was shocked. I was like, for real? He was like, yeah, bro. He's like, man, I just, you know, I just felt it fair to like, you know, share that with you, dog, because like, he's, I really view you as a straight up brother like now and everything. And I'm just like, I like it should it had me shocked. I wasn't mad at all. I was just like, for real? Like what? <laughs> and then within 10 seconds, we sitting there laughing about this shit. And I'm just like, well, hey, it is what it is. We here, just like you said, Will, we here now, right? So let's continue and keep on pushing. But beyond that identity, the identity that matters of being, you know, race or age or whatnot, like the identity that matters is Americans. Like that's the one that leads to success. Exactly what we said. He was just like, shit, hey, we here now. We both American. We both joined the Corps. It is, you know what I'm saying? We keeping it pushing. We sitting here calling each other brother. Whatever. Yeah, all that other shit is, hey, that's 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 drowned in the water. That's drowned in the sea, bro. Now we chilling. Let's keep building this land up. Exactly. We can end it on that, I guess. Which y'all got any, any last bit? Last two bits? Mm, no, thank you very much. No, that's good. I really appreciate yeah. y'all. Yes, yeah, this is great. Let's do it again. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got I got another topic next time. I'm gonna get with y'all offline. But uh, thank you all for tuning in. It's the common man, host, the poet Truth Eighty Nine. At traveling underscore African. <laughs> it's just a travel page. It's not like that damn social. I just post travel crap and memes. So. I'm Will. I'll see y'all next time. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Next time.